Hello and welcome to episode 8 of This AFL Life. I'm Alison Smirnoff and I'm once again joined by my co-hosts Darcy Vessio and Astor O'Connor. Welcome. Oh, howdy folks. Hello, Alison. Apologies true. already for Darcy's mood. <laughs> We're not sure what, what, uh, what's happening with you today, Darcy, but we spoke earlier in the day and you sounded normal. Yeah, well, the morning always starts that way, doesn't it? Mm. So, um, football highlights from the last couple of weeks. Well, I'm going to start. I think we inspired Dennis Armfield to just kick three goals from outside 50 in the first quarter. Mm. The Crows. the Crows at the, the MCG on a cold Sunday. Yeah. Dennis, that rhymes with tennis, you are a superstar, mate. Well yep. done. Dennis the Menace. Mm. Good at tennis. Just launching them from outside 50. Mm. Talk about backing your skills in. That oh. was mm. fantastic. Yeah. But I also did see on one of the footy shows throughout the week, I think it was Jason Dunstall ripped into him because he tried to do a sort of cross goal pass to uh. put his teammate who he thought was in a better position and he fluffed the kick on his left and they missed the opportunity to score. So he's like, Dennis, go back. You've Just been take the shot. Lotting them from outside 50. <laughs> so, but no, I think four goals in the end. So mm-hmm. a good return mm-hmm. in a hard game that they were, you know, Adelaide yeah. were, were very good on the day. Adelaide are pretty classy outfit, aren't they? They're going all right, aren't mm-hmm. they? Mm-hmm. So my footy highlight is a non-footy highlight. If that is that allowed? That yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Just a general sporting general Australian highlight. highlight. Yep. Mm. So the great Anamir's Australian cyclist was oh, named yeah. as our Olympic um, Australian flag bearer at the mm. Olympics. So congratulations to her. And awesome! What yep. an amazing honour. And I mm. think this is her fourth Olympics. It is. Yeah. And she's had some pretty horrendous injuries and. A yeah. hideous crash in, in the time. in the lead up to Beijing. She um she crashed um at a at a tournament in um in the states. I think it was like six months out or something from the Beijing games, and she broke her neck mm, and she wow. recovered and won silver. That's amazing, isn't she it? Is, she is, yeah, she's amazing. Yeah. So um, and I think fantastic role model for women, mm-hmm. uh, female cycling. She's really you know she's been out there and. And put, I guess, female cycling sort of yeah. on the map here in Australia. So well deserved. Yeah. But even just cycling, like in general, she's yeah. just a, she's just an amazing athlete. And I mean, it's kind of like it's a bit like Lauren Jackson as well. I mean, mm. she is just super, yeah, super athlete and mm. one of our best ever athletes. And yep. you know, forget putting female in front of it. Mm. Like, Have you seen her quads? Whoa, and Amir's. Oh yeah, quads. Her? Like. Can you imagine her power output? Oh, just her capacity to. Oh, her power output. I've never heard anyone say that. Can you imagine her power output? Can you imagine her launching a footy from 88? It'd go yeah. down the back around yeah. the bushes. She, mm. would, she would have a powerful kick on her. Yeah, she would. And I think that's what's so amazing, what I think is so amazing about her as an athlete. She doesn't um, fit that, you know, sort of a perfect girly, you know, sort of – um, I guess stereotype that we see a little bit, and um, mm. that's that's probably why I'm more drawn to her. I think she's just so amazingly strong, and yeah, her her ability to just be so robust on that bike, and mm. just I love it. I think powerful. she's great. Yeah. yeah, so congrats to her. Mm. What about you, Dust? Yeah. My highlight, footy highlight, was probably multicultural round last weekend. Ah, um, of course, <laughs> I was lucky to go to the launch on. The Wednesday before the round, um, and I met a young girl by the name of Asma, who uh, was 
introduced to footy through the North Melbourne Huddle mm. um, program there. Yep. Um, learned all about her story and how she came over from Yemen. I'm pretty sure she mm-hmm. came across from Yemen. And also just getting to see uh, the rest, a few other multicultural players such as JJ who made his return to footy as well. It was mm-hmm. awesome to see him back. Multicultural <laughs> round is a real highlight in the sort of footy calendar and I think everyone at the AFL, it's it's something that, you know, we all look forward to. It's mm. fantastic and, yeah. and I guess the whole footy community gets involved. Um, it's, been, it's just great, isn't it? So... Um, yeah. And they call the games in other languages. That's yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. So each of the games, all nine games were broadcast in different languages that round. And, yeah, just a great way to bring different people into the game. And, and you can imagine if, you, if you're if you not fluent in English, it would be really difficult to watch a game perhaps. It's a great time to sort of come together as a footy community, isn't it? Mm, and Yeah, just celebrating different cultures and also just seeing how many different cultures make the game. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's pretty awesome just to see. And you, Darcy, I guess it's special for you as well. You're a multicultural ambassador for the AFL. Yeah, yeah. So, um, Sign a few autographs here and there? <laughs> no, I didn't sign any actually. I was on the panel at the launch, which was great. But yeah, it's just fantastic just to yeah. be able to mingle with people and chat about their culture. and You learn you know, heaps, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And sort of, I don't know, you sort of... You don't realise maybe how different your upbringing was until you talk to somebody else about theirs. Because mm. um, growing up, like, I didn't really think I was very different at all. But when you talk to different people, you learn each other's differences and, you know, footy is something that unites everyone. So it's mm. it's awesome. Yeah, I sit next to um, – I share a pod at work with Ahmed Saad, who is Egyptian. Mm-hmm. And um, and they've just been so he's Muslim. He's been going through Ramadan, mm. and he was teaching me the different practices and the different sort of I guess rules involved with that, and and the history behind it all. And it was just so interesting to mm. learn. And mm. but yeah. until you until you have the conversation mm. and you start to learn, you, yeah, yeah, you, you're not sure. So yeah, and it's just you're just breaking down those barriers, like yeah. breaking down your differences, mm. and yeah, because if you're not like racism and things like that it's just born out of fear and yeah people not yeah. knowing things and i think it's exciting to yeah. learn good yeah. highlight Duffs. Yeah. yeah great highlight, highlight. Oh, i've been thinking good. about that one all yeah. week it's nice so in this amazing world of uh women's footy Asta, there was a there was another little well actually not little there was a, a rather large announcement made today out at Whitnoval. there was you're right al so we will see september 3 saturday night standalone uh, female game in the calendar. So Melbourne Demons versus Western Bulldogs. Squads of 37 mm-hmm. announced today. So girls from all across Australia. So the best, I guess the best 70-odd players in the country, which is fantastic. Um, I think the squads will be re- refined down in time. And then, yeah, we'll see them do their thing on September 3. What really excites me though, Al, is the game before the women's match will be the youth girls all-stars so the best 50 kids in the country will get to see run out there and do their thing and trust me these kids can play mm. it'll be a game worth watching yeah. and a real snapshot into the future so oh, that's exciting broadcast on channel seven yes live, live nationally yeah. so how amazing is that yeah um streamed on afl.com mm-hmm. and dot au 
Um, <laughs> and I think it will also be, you know, tickets available down at Witten Oval. You I think know. it's free admission. Yeah. yeah. So get down get there. Down get down there. there. Yeah. We're taking footy back to the suburbs. Yeah. Be First nice. ever night match at Witten Oval with their, wow. with their fancy new lights. Yeah. It's going to be great. So, yeah. And congratulations to Darcy being named in the Western Bulldog squad. Yeah. Thank you. Very well done, champion. No, Kick I'm me excited. a goal. <laughs> I'll try. It's yeah, yeah. So, actually, super exciting. Can you do a little like? Can we can we book that in now? Like, can you do a little celebration? You know, shout out to us, like some <laughs> little secret signal. Oh, I feel like that's going to jinx me. I'm not going to kick any goals now. <laughs> or you'll line up at fullback or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Key back position. <laughs> or you can just say to Mo Hope, hey Mo, hey Moe, here's some little tricks Mo-mo. I want you to do. Yeah. All right, yeah. I'll, I'll hook it up. I'll just text her now. Got her on speed dial as well. Did you enjoy the morning, Alison? You were there representing Change Her Game? I, yeah, I did. Yeah, I mean, it's just – it's it's so awesome that it's going to be a standalone game. Like there's there's no other footy on that weekend. It's just before the AFL finals series kicks off, and that you know it's really genuinely showcasing women's footy. Mm. It's just yeah, it's exciting. And I keep forgetting it's going to be warm that time of the year. I keep like <laughs> I'm pretty cold at the moment, and I'm thinking oh, cold night game. But <laughs> it's not going to be like that at all. Well, warmer. We're starting to get warm. Warm-ish. I think it's September. important for our listeners just to get a snapshot into the real Darcy what? Vessio. It is <laughs> the middle of July winter in Melbourne and you are in shorts. Yep, shorty shorties. Um, <laughs> well, I had to pack my bag a we few don't days ago hear the excuses, and I Darcy. got a jumper. So I found one in the change room. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Katie Brennan, if you're listening. I'm wearing your jumper. <laughs> no, but you know. Um, Melbourne's a little chilly and after saying that it's going to be warm, I realise it's going to be three days after winter's finished. Finished. (laughs) (laughs) I've gone a bit too early. What, I guess what a key learning, something to take away from this is how to be organised, how to pack Yeah. Well, you could say I'm doing my recovery. It's kind of like I'm in an ice bath at the (laughs) moment. Yeah. Always ticking boxes, aren't you, mate? Yeah, yeah. You're a clever girl. Yep. I know, just I love doing it. what I can. Now, Darcy, as part of your multicultural ambassador role, you took over Twitter. I did. Darcy Hasht- Takeover. <laughs> hashtag Vessio Takeover it was. Mm. Oh, sorry. Get the hashtag no, wrong okay. again. Um, so, absolutely broke the internet <laughs> pretty well. Um, well yeah, I was getting a lot, of, a lot of complaints afterwards. Nobody could log what? in. <laughs> Um, Twitter was having a meltdown. Yeah. Yep, the hashtag Vessio Takeover got um, used over, I think it was 4.7 billion. Yeah, it was tr- trending worldwide, I think. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, uh, it was a pretty successful half hour, I'd say. <laughs> no, no. So I did I did a little, my first Twitter takeover. Um, got a few questions. A few um, nibbles? Yeah, yep. Yeah, it was enjoyable, actually. In In two weeks' time... They're going to approximately two weeks time. They're going to announce the the marquee players for each of the eight teams. As a kind of impartial, you know, football supporter, I'm really I'm really excited about how all these things are gonna are gonna play out over the yeah. next little while. You know, as as players, how how does it make you guys feel? Is it you feel like you're on the cusp of something really exciting, or do you think it's just going to really dramatically shift the way you look at footy? I don't know. I feel it's pretty exciting, isn't it's, it? It's really exciting. Yeah, I think 
yeah, I'm excited to see where everyone ends up. And yeah, there there will probably be a few surprises along the way too. But yeah, it's really the first employment for female footy players and it's really exciting like in terms of the playing sphere but yeah I don't know what to think um it's so exciting but at the same time it's pretty it's massive and it's Mm. well people essentially um there'll be women around the country making decisions that they've never had to make before Mm. um Mm. based around football and yeah you know that's just such a fantastic thing to have in front of them opportunity is is a word that comes to mind mm-hmm. um so how great that that is there's obviously for the marquee players they'll play a crucial role in how the public absorbs yeah um, the new competition a new female competition so you know that their role is key um and it shouldn't be something that's taken lightly it's it's a really big responsibility and they will be you know leaders within the game so it's you know mm. To whoever those players will be, it's they are representing all of us. So it's mm. opportunity, like I said, is probably the word that comes to mind for me. Mm. I'm sure though, Darcy, it, it might get to a point where as a footballer, like you probably just want to let your footy do the talking, wouldn't you? Like well, Simon Black, it doesn't matter what draft pick number you go or where you sit or that kind yeah. of thing. It's a sort of footy yeah. that mm. you turn yeah, out yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. when it's all said and done. Yeah, yeah, because um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm – I hope there there isn't any kind of potential divide or hierarchy that that happens. But like you said, once you bounce bounce the ball, like it's mm. on, whether you're a marquee yeah. player or you're not, or yeah, you're the yeah. last one picked, you yeah. know, you're, exactly. you're just out competing. there. You're just competing for yeah. the footy. Yeah. And whoever's got the ball in their hands, they're in control of the game. Like yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. It's beautifully. I think we're all uh, – this is a feeling that I get amongst the, the playing circles. We're all so proud of each other. Mm. That yeah. It's a real supportive atmosphere. Um, yeah. So I understand what you're saying, Ella. Mm. Maybe it, it could quickly turn into that sort of hierarchy space. But mm. the leadership amongst the females, like we, we feel like – I can only speak for myself, but it does feel like we're all in it together. Yeah. Mm. Um, we're on this journey together. So, yeah. um, Darcy, do you feel the same? Yeah, I think so. I, I think, yeah, whoever lands these marquee roles, like they're extremely lucky but – they've also got so many challenges ahead mm. and they're entering a space that and they've never been in before. Yeah, It's certainly not a Mickey Mouse. We're not just putting marquee players out there who – we're putting the best players out there, mm. best players forward, and that's what clubs have been asked to, to nominate their marquees on based on mm. the best players available to them. And yeah. really it's about competitive balance. Yeah, and you see it as well. Like every time there's an announcement or an article written about – someone else it's everyone sharing it and everyone's so happy like what you were saying everyone's embracing it and we're all, we're all just really proud of each other as mm. well like I don't know you know once we're in club colors and that kind of thing <laughs> it might be different again but I think at the end of the day we all realize that we're starting something or we're going to be in the position of starting something yeah. um, and it's not going to be perfect straight away and when you know everyone's not going to be bang on straight away but yep. yeah oh it's going to grow and develop and you know i think players have the opportunity to create something pretty special mm. here and as you're sort of saying darcy yeah it is i feel like you know we are embracing one another and, yeah. and supporting each other too that's a big part because mm. you know there's going to be challenges yeah totally for sure and we're 
creating this league. Like this league is going to be whatever we make it. Yeah. So it's and pretty awesome. Like, all, you know, this like is we've got the paintbrushes in our hands. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a good painter. Right? But yes, I think it's also abstract. probably an important time to note that there'll be girls who miss the draft. Yeah. Who might miss that opportunity? There's young men every year who miss yeah. the draft, and what does that mean for them? Yeah. And is that the end of the line? How mm. how much further can they take it? So mm. yeah, there will be 200 women in our country in a position of privilege. Yeah. Um, so and that's not something to be taken lightly at all. Mm. D- doesn't matter what draft number you go. So because there's always people chomping at the bit to to have your spot. So. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, super cool. Yeah training tonight i was actually watching you Aster, doing a kind of hands-on ruck tutorial with with the with the ruckman here at darabin and i was actually right up close for the the center bounce and they're jumping into each other and i think i've got a newfound appreciation for for rucks because that is frightening Mm, that's Uh, fun it's not frightening (laughs) yeah it's the best part yeah takes a special kind of person to want to be a ruck yeah, as well yeah. as being tall. Maybe not the most intelligent <laughs> type of, not the best decision maker yeah. choice. It is, it is really difficult though. I have to ruck sometimes in the forward line and yeah, it's hard. It's it's combative is mm. probably the word that goes with it's it. Um, up, clash. And hit. it's just about being aggressive really, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. Um, and I think the best rucks over time are those really aggressive, um, mm. you know, um, they're just hunters. Yeah. So, yeah. what about like in all of your years of watching football? Like, who's who would you model your ruck style on? Yeah, good question. I I guess growing up in Queensland, I closely watched Clark Keating, Crackers yep. Keating, number twenty-seven, mm. the Brisbane Lions, about the premiership years, finals, Mr. finals specialist, <laughs> Mister September. Um, <laughs> but I guess the Lions structure at the time. The, mm. And the circle was only a small circle too. Yeah. So it was very different. Mm. And that was, you know, I guess in my early influence. Um, and their theory was get it as far forward as possible. <laughs> and I think sometimes me as a player, I can revert back to that. Yeah. When you're under the pump, um, which is probably one of my deficiencies. Yeah. Um, learning that tap in close, that's where it gets really skillful and yeah. technical. Mm. And I've been so lucky to have amazing coaches. Mm. Um, Darren Flanagan's been a big influence on that. Yep. And even just working, you know, a lot of it comes down to working with your mids. Mm, yeah. Um, so, because they're the people that you're servicing. Yeah. Um, so, if you've got good good connection with them and good buy-in and you're all on the same page, they make you look like a good rock. Yeah. <laughs> Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, but it's, I mean, we look across Australia now, maybe there's a bit of a shortage of rocks. Yeah. Across the board. Yeah. Um, and I think that's the same in the men's comp too. You know, um, Emma King was the number one draft pick. Matty Cruiser was number one draft pick, so yeah. they're definitely it's a definitely a sought after position. Um, I reckon you need like on AFL lists. I reckon you need at least three to four rucks, and it, that speaks to the impact. Yeah, um, I don't I don't mean the impact that the rucks have, but the the impact that they like that sort of impactful in injury type. Yeah, thing. yeah. You know, you you're often a ruck and you're carrying <laughs> you're carrying a few injuries. That's oh for yeah, sure. mm. yeah. There's no. <laughs> niggle free ruckman going around. <laughs> no. What about you, Das? You're you obviously play in the forward line, so you sort of watch the forwards. Do you mm. in terms of midfield structures and rucks around the ground, etc., how um how much close attention do you pay? Well, I guess this year and last year I've gotten like small, 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 small 
stints into the midfield. Um, yeah, I find it really difficult, to be honest. Like, I feel quite lost in the midfield. And I think maybe it's just not um, – maybe when the more you play there, I'm sure, the more you get used to it and you just get used to things not always going the right way. I guess sometimes when I go in there, I feel like, you know, you have to really get it right. And because, I don't know, it's the only spot on the ground where you have those set plays, like footy, so – you know, you just mm. make it up as you go, <laughs> especially in the forward line. Like kicking me, I'll try to mark it. If I don't, maybe you can get it. Maybe I'll get it. Maybe the opposition will get it. Maybe we'll tackle them. I don't know. You, yeah, there's so many variables though, isn't there? Whereas in the centre, you're like, oh, yeah, we're doing this play and or we'll do this play mm. and, you know, I'm going to tap it here. You'll run around there. You'll block that person. So I guess it's really different to any position that I'm used to playing mm. where I'm just like, I'll try to jump on her and, and bring the ball down. <laughs> it's funny, we were talking tonight about goal-kicking routines, mm. which all young players and, and people who come to the game are encouraged to develop. Mm. But I would encourage all young ruckmen to develop a rucking routine. So when you go back to the centre bounds yeah. after a, a goal is kicked or after half-time, et cetera, have, like, I have a set process in my mind that I, I, I execute to sort of to get me into the not the zone, but to get me focused and yep. to sort of block out mm. anything else. Because if you take a peep over at the other ruck, you know I, I wouldn't recommend that. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> that's they're, <laughs> they're you know big, brutal. You know you just mm. need to focus on. What, so you know that's what I was saying to the girls: focus on what on what you can control and what mm. you're going to do and what your plan is yeah. for your midfield. And yeah, balls thrown up it's and a it's very, going on. It's a very unique part of the game like mm. kind of standing opposite each other across the center circle mm. waiting for the ball to go yeah. up it's so fun because for me personally you're like i think this is this comes from my childhood like i get to touch a ball first like <laughs> <laughs> i could be the first one to touch it um which is childish i know but that's kind of that's one of the fun things in footy yeah. we yeah. take it so seriously and it's all about competing and mm. you know winning and getting your team in the best position but I've, I think that's really fun for me like, yeah. mm. it and brings that's what, that's what gets you involved in footy the fun stuff yeah the stuff that you love doing mm. yeah I don't love copying knees and shins and boots yeah, and that, that stuff nice. isn't that wouldn't it's be a nice. yeah it's an aggressive combative position mm. um but I've watched teams play and win with a hybrid version of a ruck mm. so or a third man up or yeah. But then you watch teams like Fremantle and North Melbourne with a Goldstein and a um, Sandylands, and mm. those teams would be decimated without them. Yeah. So I well, guess it's, have, yeah. Yeah, it's the coaching style too, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. But I mean, that's one of the things I really loved about being really involved with the footy club and getting up close appreciation of a game that I've always loved and always watched all my life. But, and even Darcy, I remember. It was it was months ago, I think it was, I don't know if the season had started yet. There was one night of training and there, there weren't that many people training, so resis and seniors were all training together. Mm. And it was like kind of almost like we finished training with like almost a scratch match type thing. And I remember there was a loose ball and you were just about to scoop it up and I was right in front of you and I was thinking to myself, oh, I've got her, I have got her cold. <laughs> Uh-oh, you know you're in trouble when. <laughs> <laughs> and faster than my body could move, you have 
scooped up this ball and sidestepped me and brushed my arm away <laughs> and you were gone. <laughs> Turbo jets. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just – and. The, like it was demoralizing, but I also loved it at the same time because it's like, my God, you you guys are absolutely amazing footballers. Oh, thanks, so. Al. Yeah. yeah, thanks, Al. <laughs> sorry, I did that to you. No, no, <laughs> don't be sorry. <laughs> there are times with Darcy where you think, "Yep, yeah," and then you're like, "Nope, nope, <laughs> I'm out of it here." Yeah. I reckon every player would have a similar experience yeah. to you, Al, on that one with Darcy. But we were talking about this earlier before the show. Every footballer has a deficiency and mm. it's up as your opponent, you, you, you like to try to find that and yeah. exploit it. Yeah. Um, and then as you yourself, you're like, how do I, you know, improve my weaknesses and, mm. and that sort of thing. And that's, that's part of the game, isn't it? The constant improvement. Yeah. So. Yeah. And the, the more, um, the more strategy that's coming into the game and the more we're analyzing our performances and stuff. Yeah. Mm. Your opponent, uh, they're trying to exploit you. Yep. Um, and exploit your weaknesses and stuff. Mm. And I've even found this year, like, people are doing things that uh, I'm not used to people doing. And mm. I'm like, oh. Mm. That's annoying. <laughs> you got me. Please stop that. You got <laughs> <Thank> me. You. <laughs> I'd like to kick out goals today. Can you stand over there? Yeah, go away. Um, <laughs> funny. I go remember. play on Katie. <laughs> <laughs> I remember 2007 Nationals held in Canberra. And I was quite young. Um, I would have been 20, actually, at the time. And I came up against this like um, two-pronged attack Victorian ruck duo and it was Lou Watton and Anna Schwager. Mm. I stood absolutely no chance. They belted me from the start of the first quarter to the end <laughs> of the last and it was, you know, sort of like what you said, I was a bit demoralising. I was like, these girls are so good. How am I ever going to get anywhere near them? How can I – I wanted to be just like them. I wanted to be as good as they were and – so, yeah, you, you come up against those opponents mm. and they really drive you yeah. to want to be better as well. That's another yeah. experience that I had. And mm-hmm. now I'm really proud to call them both my good friends. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And I learned so much from them and they've both retired from the game now. But, you know, for me, they were a massive influence. Mm. Yeah. 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 It's awesome. That's, that's bloody footy for you. <laughs> well, I would like to welcome our special guest this week. She plays for the Darabin Falcons and currently for the Melbourne Footy Club and she also has the best guns in the business. Melissa Hickey, welcome. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Asta's got a bit to say about that. <laughs> welcome, Melissa. Lovely to have you on. Thank you. Long time <laughs> listener, um, long to be a podcast guest, so thank you very much. <laughs> Welcome. Now, we, um, we usually start with some warm-up questions, which you might be familiar with, so I'll just get started with those. Uh, what footy team do you barrack for? I've always barracked for Geelong Football Club as a kid, and obviously Melbourne Footy Club is close to my heart now as well. And uh, your football idol as a kid? Gary Ablett. Gary Ablett. Senior. Senior. Showing my age. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, what, do you, what do you love about football? Oh, so many things. I love watching it. I love playing it. And I love the, I guess, the sense of community that, that it brings. Um, yeah, like a club like Darabin, obviously. So today we had the, um, the announcement that the, the final um, exhibition match is going to be played at Whitnoval under lights and broadcast on Channel 7. I know. Nationally. You know, just as a, as a footballer that's been named in one of the squads, how, you know, how does that make you feel? Yeah, it's a massive thrill. I think each time we get a little bit of information, there's a, there's a, such a big buzz created around each announcement. And I guess we're kind of like the general public, us players at the moment, we're finding it out all, all new as well. So we obviously knew that this sort of last um, exhibition match was going to be in that um, buy round for the men's league. So 
Yeah, prime time. Um, obviously, on Channel Seven on a Saturday night when there's no other footy on, it's yeah, it's a, a fantastic opportunity, obviously, to display uh, women's footy. Mm. So for you, Hickey, you've been with Melbourne all the way through. Yep, which is a blessing. There have been players though that have been, and there was some confusion today. I think a lot of the questions from the media were around. So if the girls are playing for Melbourne or the Bulldogs, what if they lined up for Carlton or Fremantle or you know Brisbane, that sort of thing? So you've you know position of privilege with Melbourne the whole way through. What um what do you say to sort of those girls who've had to chop change, sort of stop start different club? It yeah, must be I hard. guess to the general public too, it's probably quite confusing. Um, but I guess these exhibition matches were initiated by those two clubs, so I guess it's it's fitting that they're rewarded for that and. At the end of the day, it's all the bigger picture is obviously 2017 and next year. So, again, this is another um, opportunity to display the women's game to a, hopefully a massive audience, both like live at, at Witten Oval and then, yeah, across the country to as many kind of homes that we can get it to. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's, as I said, I think it is a bit confusing. I'm sure for the players that have sort of played at a few different clubs, it would be a bit strange. But at the end of the day, the outcome, like the winner is footy, that doesn't really matter. Yeah. How many seasons have you played footy for? Uh, I started in 2009, so Mr. You with my ACL. So mm-hmm. I think I was just chatting to other girls before. I think this is my seventh season. Yeah. And how many premierships you've played in? Five. Five. That's, that's a pretty good strike that's a, rate. That's a pretty good yeah. return. Yeah, I'm pretty happy, <laughs> <laughs> definitely. How hard was it, Hickey, going through that ACL process? Because I think that was through a, a premiership, wasn't it? Yeah, so I did. Um, I ruptured my ACL in the first final. Um, I was at Spurs at the time. And then they went on to win the grand final. So I had to watch that grand final and then made the decision to come back to Darabin and then um, sort of did training all year with Darabin and had to watch them lose the grand final. So, yeah, I sat out two grand finals in Mm. a row. But, I mean, obviously you're kind of going through it at the moment. I guess at the time I, I, I didn't like it and there was a lot of different stages that I had to go through throughout that. But looking back, I think it... Given me a lot of skills like resilience now that I, I get injuries and the importance of rehab and, and looking after your body and I guess it made me probably appreciate footy a bit more and be grateful for the times that you are out there and yeah I guess you, you kind of learn from setbacks as well. Are they your highlights in your footy career to date, the premierships? Or? Yeah definitely. I think um, representing Victoria is probably up there. You um, captain Victoria yeah, too. Yeah that was pretty amazing. First captain to Captain a losing <laughs> side. Nah. We didn't have to mention that here. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think pulling on the big V's been a f- massive honour for myself. And then, obviously, those exhibition matches playing on the MCG, I think still pinch myself every time. Yeah, you, you get to do that. Mm. And you're a distant relation to Reg Hickey, aren't you? Yes. So my um, grandfather's cousin is Reg Hickey. So um, you'll find most of the Hickeys follow Geelong for that reason. And, yeah, there's a stand there that we're quite yeah. proud of down there. Because I think um, – so let's say Geelong were granted a licence as part of an expansion plan for the AFL. You could potentially be a, you know, distant cousin yeah. <laughs> pick maybe if there's such <laughs> a <laughs> Oh, Yeah. It is a bit of a long drive down the, the highway up to Geelong, but um, it's definitely something that I, I did con- did think about and, um, yeah, kind of oh, the, we the magic of it would have been pretty cool. Just relocate yeah, to Jantuck. Yeah, yeah, just for three months. That would be nice. Logs <laughs> Creek next to Dangerfield and go surfing. Now, I think it was kind of thrown up today to, to Daisy, actually, the question of state of origin in women's footy. Would you – I mean, I know the, the competition is about to go national, so – 
probably like in the men's, it's, it might kind of lose its kind of luster a bit because of it being a national game. But would you like to see state of origin? Yeah, I think so. I think we've obviously, I don't actually know when the, the state kind of games first started, but there's been many years of rivalries between, I know, uh, I think it was Vic in South Australia to start with. Yeah, in the my 80s. Memories, yeah. yeah. And then obviously mm-hmm. over the last few years we've developed quite a strong uh, rivalry with WA. So, uh, yeah, I'm all for it. As I said, that's probably been one of my biggest honours is pulling on that big V. And I, to this day, don't train in my big V jumper. It's for, for games only. So it's Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's interesting. Mm. A weird I train in mine as much as I can. <laughs> <laughs> Every day's a big V day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Do you think... Doing State of Origin could be a good alternative to these All-Stars matches at the end of the year because I think the AFL were looking at maybe still having a game at the end of the year. This could be a question for everyone. Do you think State of Origin might be a nice way to mix it up rather than mix up the teams again and yeah, could I get weird? The only concern is that you you um, neglect mm. the other states then and they don't get a representation but you could have Vic versus allies I guess that's a mm. yeah option so Hick growing up did you play footy in the backyard you have two sisters yes I definitely yeah. do kicking around with your dad or yeah so um, my memories are we've got a front yard which had a bit more open space than the backyard so uh, and there was some trees kind of positioned perfectly for goals each end so yeah I'd normally wrote my sisters in to kick for a little while they were generally quite uninterested so I'd get them for a little <laughs> bit and then I'd call dad out and kick with me and then he'd have to go off and pot around and do some work and um, then I'd end up kicking with myself <laughs> that was probably my strongest memory was yeah. kicking around and going for gold between the two trees and then giving a high five to the leaves on the way through if I'd put yeah. it through and it'd always be like this goal had to be for Geelong to win the grand final and yeah I'm not yeah. the best kicker as you know and so I'd always spray them and I'd have to go again <laughs> and again <laughs> I sort of imagine you kicking the ball up and then going for a big spoil yeah the jewel, the forward and the <laughs> defender. <laughs> well, when I was young, because yeah, I guess because I love Gary, but I was always a forward in my head. But yeah, yeah, hasn't yeah, quite that turned out. That way. <laughs> I do like a goal, as you know. So you're um, an ambassador for AFL Sunraysia, is that right? The, the yeah, new... the Sunraysian uh, Women's Footy League. Yeah, and so what what's that involved so far? So I've been up for a clinic maybe a month or so ago now, and um, it was a wet, rainy old night in Mildura, and um, we had about. 30 or 40 girls turn up. Mm. They've only got four teams at the moment. So um, in the first year, they were able to get four teams together, which is pretty amazing. And, yeah, we just sort of did a, a bit of a basic skills fundamental fundamentals um, kind of arrangement. And, yeah, I mean, it was something I went away from and my heart was kind of, yeah, swollen with, with um, pride and joy because I guess I keep thinking of all these young girls that are growing up in Mildura now and they're mm. going to have the opportunities that, I guess weren't there for me back then and there's just so many girls after sort of sending me messages on Facebook and even sort of hanging around after saying what can we do we want to be part of this AFL and what can I do to get better and um, yeah it was was a big thrill and then I went and watched one of the games on the Saturday my cousin's actually playing in one of the sides which was cool and yeah I got to sit on the sidelines and yeah it was awesome it's pretty cool there's a big link to family isn't there with football with yeah, I think um, the good old Sunraysia Daily up there normally gives me a call when they're starting <laughs> happening. So, um, Linda cuts it out. Yes, yeah. I think, <laughs> I think um, yeah, I guess like my parents have always been big supporters of, of me and my sisters in our sport and everything we do. So, um, And Dad, obviously, he was a, a 
good country footballer as, as far as he tells me and um, <laughs> and my sort of grandfather and cousins and uncles. So, yeah, football is quite a strong strong sport within the Hickey family. So um, I think they're – although my dad at the start definitely wasn't happy that I was playing and <laughs> I'd get a text after every single game, any injuries and, and <laughs> also before the game saying good luck today, love, and yeah. <laughs> Peter, your dad, good for a few ruck tips. He was giving me the inside word on, on how to beat him. He did tell me though at one point that you outgrew him, that he couldn't give you any more <laughs> tips, so oh, that's a fair compliment. He's a kind man. Literally <laughs> outgrew. Oh, he's, he's a tall man, I don't think so. <laughs> but Hickey, I think when you started, you played in the ruck a little bit, didn't you? Yeah, I think it was a bit of a strange year. I think um, Anna Schwager was the ruck back in that day. I think she missed half the season. I think she had work commitments going on. So, yeah, I was flung into the ruck and I had to learn pretty quickly <laughs> um, where to position. It was probably quite good a good position for someone learning because I guess you're around the ball everywhere and, um, and then – Luckily, she kind of came back towards the end of the season and <laughs> slotted back in the half-back flank, which um, suited me a bit better. And I think you started your Darabin career in a great number 31. Oh Is that right? Oh, God, you are Raymond. And you've yes. flipped to 18 now and you've, you've yes. kept 18 also mm-hmm. with the Demons? Yeah, yeah, the first couple of years I wasn't able to get it, but that was my dad's number and it's oh, also okay. my date of birth. So. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. What about you, Darcy? You've had a few numbers on the journey. Yeah, um, I'm not really that attached to my jumper number because it's sort of hard playing in different teams and stuff if you can't get what you want then you don't want to let that is that how you feel about your boots too because <laughs> you wear a lot of different pairs we're moving on we're moving on from the boots <laughs> moving forward Darcy's still looking for a boot sponsor out there if anyone's <laughs> listening yeah hey Hick, who is your coming up against who's been your toughest opponent uh in the exhibition matches Katie Brennan definitely I think she's probably her work rate and her speed is probably something that I've never um, come up against before. And, uh, yeah, obviously Mo Hope's Darcy's favourite is is um, one of the, the better ones in the business. And you just always have to be obviously aware of where she is. So um, I'm probably more used to being able to play a bit off and not having to worry as much. But, yeah, she definitely tests you. Do you think your netball background – has allowed you to sort of have that uh, spatial awareness because that's that's one of your real assets isn't it Mm. yeah I guess you don't really think about it too much but um yeah I guess zoning off is is probably something you do do doing netball and be aware of where everyone is um we're pretty glad you gave Nettie away (laughs) quietly (laughs) I am too (laughs) if you're a female athlete and you're good enough to play both you should have the right I think what do you reckon Hick yeah for sure I think you see Emma Carney's she's obviously um, had a cracking season in the WBBL. And um, I don't know about Brie Davy, what her sort of alliances are now, whether she's still playing soccer. But, yeah, for sure, if you're, you're talented enough, mm. why not play um, as many sports as you can? Yeah, and hopefully one day it'll get to the stage where you can probably pick one and, and it can sustain you all throughout the year. Yeah, you kind can of thing, I guess. Yeah, a lot of women are doing both because mm-hmm. can't really make it just with one. But, yeah. So one last one from me, Hick. What is your favourite exercise in the gym? Because clearly you you love the gym. Oh yeah, I haven't been for a while, but um, like how long morning, is a while for you? Yeah, like two hours. Two hours that you were here <laughs> training. Come on, guys. Um, <laughs> good question. I do like bench press. And Can't tell. Deadlift. Bench and dead. Yeah. 
Good combo. And I've thought about when I retire, all I'm going to do is just lift every day because it doesn't matter if you're sore, you can doesn't mean you have to miss training or you have heavy legs. So I'm looking forward to that day. Hopefully you don't <laughs> retire anytime soon, mate. <laughs> no, I'm not planning on. <laughs> on Facebook the other day and I got a little alert telling me that it was a year since I um, produced Katie Brennan's um, feature video for Change Your Game. So far I've done two features, one on Steph Giocci and, and Katie. And it's actually re-watching them. It's amazing to just see how much has changed. I mean, even when I when I interviewed Steph, it was in March last year and 2020 was still the date. Like wow. they hadn't even announced 2017 yet. So hmm. the, do you sometimes, do you pinch yourself sometimes about how much has happened and how yeah. rapidly it's happened? 100%. Like I guess if I think back to 2009 when I did first start, yeah, the, the professionalism and the dedication from the girls. Like, obviously, it, w- it was it was still there, but it's just completely changed. And I think even in the last sort of six months, you've probably seen girls step up in terms of what they're wanting to do and, yeah, recovery, pre- preparation, uh, amount of the hours that they're putting in. But, uh, yeah, I think, I guess, when they spoke about 2020, I probably thought that I might have been done by then and, and just missed out. Um, so, obviously, for myself... Yeah, from a, a personal perspective, it's I'm um, yeah quite thrilled that it's come a bit earlier, and <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, I can see that I'll, I'll be able to play out a few years. So, Hickey, yes, Melissa, <laughs> this year, um, this week we also saw an announcement from Frio that Michelle Cowan was moving across there. Um, were you surprised to see that after being coached by her the past few Melbourne games? Did you think she w- she would stick around? Uh, I think in some ways I was surprising in some ways I, I wasn't as well um obviously her family's based in um in Perth and she's been doing the commute I don't know how many months now and trying to make that work I think it's sort of a couple of days a fortnight so I guess for her and her family it seemed like a natural fit and I know her husband has um a job job commitments over in Perth as well so I actually th- sort of did think about it when it all got announced that yeah I wondered whether she would be sticking around or not mm. but obviously the experiences that I've had and how much I've learned from her over the, the sort of last few years I'm very grateful for and yeah yeah I mean obviously the WA girls will be pretty happy about yeah. her coming back and um, I guess game. the new challenges for Melbourne to find <clears throat> someone to replace that position and yeah mm. obviously there's big shoes to fill. Where do you think the coaches will come from? Yeah um, well, I've sort of spoken to a few people and I think it's a even a male who wants to, or a female who wants to get into coaching the men's AFL, it would be a fantastic in to a, a club. Like you, you'll be immersed in the club's culture, and you'll be immersed in their vision. And I've no doubt that they'll be mentored by the, the sort of senior coach mm-hmm. at the club in the same way. And, and also, there could be roles sort of within the assistant coach for the men's side. So I think if someone has aspirations to coach at, at the highest level in either men's or um, women's football then yeah I could see like a, a VFL coach or something like that obviously we want the best of the best and um, you don't necessarily have to have coached women before to be able to, yeah. to, be able to do that. Mm. I think the AFL Coaches Association will play a part in that so they'll obviously have a recommendation and, and who's ready to take yeah. that step, who's appropriate yeah. um, I don't think there's a difference in coaching male and female football but there's certainly a difference in coaching the gender a little bit it fa- you, you you would face different challenges yeah I, would I, think. S- I see it almost similar to a like a TAC cup coach because there's still so much development like girls obviously will need to have 
mm. what things they their strengths and weaknesses what they need to be identified and they need to be able to develop a lot of yeah a lot of those sort of things as well yeah. like it's almost starting from scratch yeah. with a lot of obviously other than Daisy and Darcy I suppose also oh. like if if there are a lot of um, players coming from other sports it's kind of that that game sense yeah. stuff as well yeah. craft so, yeah yeah and. I reckon one of the big roles um, to be filled in the clubs will be the player development managers. 100%. So they don't – I mean, they're part of the coaching group, but they don't have a part of selection or – so they're simply there for the players' welfare because there's going to be a lot of change quickly um, for a lot of people and for a lot of people in different stages in their life. So I feel like that appointment at a club would be really imperative to get right. Yeah. I think – and I'll – probably say myself that I'm going to be a little bit naive to how much scrutiny we're going to have because I mean mm. you're now yeah you're a part of a product like the AFL's product so I think each game yeah we're going to be scrutinized and I mean which is fair enough obviously if, if you're playing at that level but um, yeah I guess along with that comes added pressures and, mm. and expectations and things like that so that's probably a new layer that we're not used to at VFL level that we're yeah. probably going to have to start getting used to. And it's instant. Like, I guess we've had these exhibition games, but th- it's going to be so different. And for it to be ongoing as well. So you perform one week and then you review that and then yeah. you're out there again kind of thing. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be really challenging. Like, it's really exciting, but hopefully, yeah. I'm sure all the clubs will yeah, offer that Yeah, it'll be a fundamental difference from what we've experienced before. Yeah, so, yeah. Think. Yeah. All right. Big segment. I think our listeners' favourite segment from feedback we've had. Are you ready for this, Melissa? Have you yes. been preparing? No, I, I, I forgot about it until I sat down. That's fantastic because you can't prepare because you're not sure what's coming. Yes, exactly So right. you've done the right <laughs> Glad thing. Glad I didn't then. Yeah. <laughs> Darcy, have you been preparing? Always. Always. You just <laughs> yep, reading words, reading the dictionary. Darcy was born Eating ready. Yep. yep. You're out there. You're yep. ready. Well, Melissa says... You can't study for it. I say you study everything for it. So that's how I live my life. This is going to be a very interesting tussle. She's okay. trying to psych me so, out. Darcy no, no, no. versus versus the world. Da, 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 da. So do you understand the rules? you know how it works? Um, can you give us a recap? I can. So I'll name a topic. You need to name um, associated um, brands or whatever it is Ooh. to that topic. Hint, it's yep. like tennis, yep. back and forth, yep. okay, until we can't think of one. Until I ace or hit a smash. Well, until Darcy much. smashes you. Yep. I mean, no, no, that Forehand winner. I believe in you, Melissa. Line. You can do this. All right. <clears throat> so the other really important rule, so you – Ask this word's final? Correct. Yeah, so you can't contest. Okay. If you contest, you lose a point. <laughs> Big penalty, okay. Stakes are high. You get to start. What do I win? Oh, mate. Pride, notoriety, it's, you know, (laughs) the world. Yeah, you're you're the world. (laughs) You're representing the world, so the world will be happy. So, first topic, you get to go first as our guest, Melissa. Name Australian Olympic gold medalists. Stephen Bradbury. Kathy Freeman. Kowalski. Ian Thorpe. Jamming up. (laughs) Anna Mears. Susie O'Neill. You're going Ooh, for all the swimmers. <laughs> um, the water polo men's team. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just go to Google to clarify, but I think you're out, Hickey. Don't you reckon they're the, the women's team did in 2000. Oh, and Darcy wins the point. Okay, second topic. Now, Melissa, I feel like being a country girl, this might be down your alley. 
Darcy's a country girl too. Yeah. Different kind of country. Shout out to Wangaratta. Yeah. You guys, you guys have got citrus and, you know, you guys have got real country. Darcy's from Wangaratta. (laughs) Okay, moving on. Second topic. Darcy, you get to go first as the winner of the last point. Oh, burn. Name cat breeds. Persian. We do not have cats in the country. (laughs) Siamese. Tabby. (laughs) Alley cats. (laughs) Feral cats. (laughs) And the point goes to Melissa Hickey. Yes. What? <laughs> Allie. It's not the Aristocats, mate. Feral cats are not a breed. <laughs> Aster's already final. She said Allie cats. Sorry, Allie, second rule. Aster's already final. Now, this one could get interesting. It's neck and neck. Who is going to... Crumble under the pressure. Darcy is concentrating, Melissa. Okay. Eyes are down. You get to go first, Melissa. Name camera brands. Conic. Nikon. <laughs> <laughs> Melissa is doing. Come on, mate. I'll give you three um, seconds. IPhone. Oh, just. Canon. Panasonic. <laughs> um, <laughs> Samsung. <laughs> <laughs> Just, I'm keeping you in the game here. Come on, mate. Sony. Oh, one. HP. Oh, that's <laughs> a printer. Nah, that is a pr- laptop printer. I'm sorry, that's out. Darcy, <laughs> rubbish at this you hold the title. Congratulations. Well done. <laughs> well done, mate. Gracious in defeat, Melissa. Has, taking this one well. now. Um, well, Melissa, thank you very much for joining us on the show this week. No problem at all. Thanks, guys. Great to have you. Okay, Darcy, do you know what time it is? What time is it, Al? (laughs) It's time for Ask Asta. (laughs) Ask Asta. (laughs) Was that good? That was good. That's so good I don't know if I can – I don't know if I can do the segment now because – I don't think I can do that beat again. Like that just came to me and you just need to do the – Da, 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 da. Da, 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 da. <laughs> what do we got? Well, I promise that we won't have a question about chocolate this week, as I think we mm. we went a little bit rogue with that. Mm-hmm. Um, Love going rogue. Mm. Taz from Fitzroy, I've been a big fan of yours for a while, and I've always been a diehard Collingwood supporter. The Pies have been struggling a bit lately, but since picking up Mason Cox from their overseas talent search, he's proving to be a great asset. Do you think picking up talented players from overseas undermines our homegrown talent or will it help increase the popularity of the game? Oh, good question. Well thought out, Taz, from Mm. Fitzroy. Mm. Um, And I agree, Mason Cox has, you know, um, shone a bit of light uh, into the Pies lineup when they needed it and a bit out of form now and back to the reserves to continue to learn his craft. Do I think it'll undermine Australian homegrown talent? No, I don't. I'm of the opinion that if you if you want to have a go, have a go. If you're good enough, you'll be picked. Mm. Um, yeah, that's that's where I sit on it, um, and I think that's elite sport. Yeah, overall. And I think it's a oh, sorry, Astra. I'm cutting, no, you cutting some grass here. Um, just eating a bit of your sandwich. Um, Let's be honest. I've probably done it to you <laughs> here and there. No, no. I think that's every a, episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, help me. So people 
brought this up when the talent search was um, initially put out into the public. People were like saying that it undermines people already in the game, if that makes sense, or devalues their somehow devalues them mm. yeah. if they're not. Does that make sense? No. Yeah, no, I, I understand what you're saying. I've recently had this conversation. Yeah. I think that's the difference between elite mm. practice and simply finding the best. But there's the balance of the best athlete, the best footballer, and then also a really good person and someone who's going to yeah. gel within your team. Mm. Yeah. So yeah. that's what recruiters will be out there looking mm. for. Um, and you have to have a piece of each of those. But why not give girls or players from other sports opportunity yeah and well, come down gonna, show us show us what you can do yeah it's only going to make things better mm. like if better people come in and they're fresh from another sport mm-hmm. then we've got to work harder yep. like it's pretty yeah, simple it, i think it drives the the level of competition upward yeah um, which is a really positive thing and and i think that's how we grow yeah yeah and we're challenged and mm-hmm. you grow in, yeah. in any scenario yeah um we need to look to to bring in new talent to blood yeah. new ideas and innovation because without that, let's be honest, the women's league wouldn't even be here. Yeah. So it's it's all about moving forward and progressing. Yeah. No, I, I'm all for it. Mm. Um. And look, one day it could cost me a spot. It, co- it could cost me my spot. Yeah. Mm. I'm comfortable with that though. Yeah. If it's the growth of the game. Yeah. Um. And a player like myself is edged out because someone underneath is better. That that's footy. That's yeah. what happens. And yeah. You know you. You need to ask yourself as a player, do I want to be elite or am I just comfortable being a, a good community footballer? And there's nothing wrong with that mm. if that's what you enjoy about the game. Yeah. Um, those elite standards aren't for everyone. Mm-hmm. And I think you figure that out pretty quickly throughout your sport development and, and whatever sport you're a part of. Yep. Next question from Instagram, Chloe Lang 5 What do you think the chances are for a youth girl getting picked up in the National Women's League considering she's in the All-Stars squad from the nationals good question it would all be very dependent on her date of birth her year of birth yeah if she's born in 1998 and is 18 as at 1 1 2017 and she's age eligible she'll be a high chance of being drafted yeah um if she's good enough and clearly she must be if she's in the top 44 um youth girls in the country Mm. so yeah if she's the right age wow yeah she's a real chance yep now, we've got a question on Twitter from at Katie underscore Brennan 16. Never Who heard of that her. that be? Mm. Yeah. I don't know. Mystery she woman. Said, um, she said, Astor O'Connor, where do you store your rubbish? Oh, great question, Katie. I'm so glad you brought this up. I very hygienically <laughs> store it in my freezer. Oh, yeah. I freeze my rubbish. Yes. And I'm, I don't care. I know this is, you know, people are going to judge me. Do what you want. I'm comfortable with it. I've ridiculed for years and years over this but I don't and people go oh you've got food in the freezer no I don't my food is in my fridge I eat fresh food I don't enjoy frozen food Mm, so that that clears that up Mm. um so the bottom drawer of my freezer has a plastic bag in it which I put scraps in and etc etc then we have no vermin on the benches (laughs) there's no ants there's no horrible cockroaches or mice or anything disgusting (laughs) like that getting around Oh, everyone has that. You think about a kitchen bin. It stinks, it's gross, it's got flies, people don't take the rubbish out. And I grew up in a humid environment. So the solution was freeze the rubbish and then in the morning I'll take it down on my way to work and Bob's your uncle. Job's right. So thanks for the question, Katie. Maybe you could get on that. 
Try it out. <laughs> Try it on for size. That's interesting. Let me know. Report I'd, back. Yeah, no. I've, <laughs> Do you freeze your rubbish? No, Alison? not all my rubbish, no. But some. Well, seafood shells. Perfect Freezer. example. Don't put them in the bin. I don't know if it's actually technically an ask asked a question. Okay. But, but a question. Um, but our friend at Sam Jane Lane. She's, Hello. She says, can we arrange talkback phone-ins for Ask Asta segment, please? Imagine. That would be fantastic. So we could. We yeah. could. We, Sam, for you, we will work on that. Yep. Just like we've worked on Asta's intro song. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Sam, I'm just going to throw this out there. Alison's full of empty promises. Um, and my co-host alongside me, Darcy, is also the same. I, I would love to be able to hey, facilitate. Sam. <laughs> What's up? I would love to be able to facilitate a call in. We've actually had that question asked a few times. We have, yeah. yeah. Actually, it's um, we discovering. don't have a phone line. Yep. Here at um, the studio. No. We'll or, work on it. Or an internet connection. Yeah. Sam, mm. can you hook us up with Channel 7? Can they? Yeah, maybe they could do the satellite <laughs> bizzo or yeah, something. something, something yeah. or another. But mm. yeah, great question. Imagine if we could have talk back. Oh, well, that, that's, um, that's all we've got for Ask Asta this week. Thank you, team, once again. Another episode in the can. In the can. In, in the, the can. trash. <laughs> now, next <laughs> in episode. In the freezer. <laughs> yeah. Guys, I'm telling you, get on it. It'll change your life. Okay. It's a revolution, as Gil revolution. McLaughlin would say. Yeah. Um, <gasps> So next episode, Alison, I'm only just dropping this on you now. Yes. I will be away. It's my mum's 60th birthday. Aww. So in a fortnight's time, I'll be back home um, up on the beautiful Sunshine Coast taking in the rays. So you may have to find a guest host just for the one Ooh. fill-in. They better not be very fill good. Fill-in. Okay. Or they can't take my spot full time as well. No, 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 no. Just, no. A, just, a, just a seat warmer. Yeah, just a seat warmer. Mm. Um, I'll leave them with instructions. Yep. And it can be Ask Asta, but I'm happy for them to answer the questions on yep. my behalf. Okay. So, oh, yeah. Maybe that can be one of the questions we throw out there. Any you guys, you know, our listeners, throw up who you'd like to oh, hear from in request. my Yeah, in my absence. Mm. Yeah. Let us know. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at This Safe for Life. Um, and also we're on iTunes and SoundCloud. Please subscribe um, and we'll see you next time. See you, everyone. See ya. Yeah. <laughs>